Can we think ourselves healthy? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make it the show? Start the clock! And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always lovely spring almost summer-like day here where i am on long island new york hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are today we're going to have uh, a hybrid of business edition a little bit of self-help self-improvement uh business stuff kind of a mix of both we're going to be talking about um confidence communication wellness all those kinds of things and more um interestingly enough uh it's a complete contradiction today of what I was uh, told last night and taught last night by my guest last night, which is what makes this show interesting. A variety of guests who come at life from different points of view, and and we're always learning something new and always expanding our horizons and keeping an open mind and considering new ideas. That's what this show is all about. Today's show is brought to you by FunWise Capital. You know all about FunWise Capital, don't you? Your business lender matching platform gets you the best credit lines guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You did hear me correctly. I did say start. If you don't have a business yet, but you got a solid business plan, and I don't mean a whim or just an idea, but a solid business plan. We sat down with a marketing director, a business planner, and have all your ducks in a row well-documented. They can help you get funding, get the best funding you can qualify for. The strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, bridge loans, all that kind of stuff. They work with real estate, startups, as I mentioned, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really simple. You just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog, apply.funwise.com slash minddog. The links are in the description, and I do appreciate you patronizing the sponsors. Uh, brief programming note, tonight we're starting something new, open mic night all night long, open lines, call-in show, uh, basically call-in Say what's ever on your mind. We're kind of turning it over to the audience, a live broadcast beginning at 8 p.m. tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll see how that goes. We're trying that out. And uh, also, this is uh, today we'll be reaching episode 490, which means there's a 10, 10 show countdown to 500. So, oh, and that will happen a week. What is it, a week from now? No, a week from yesterday, uh, Wednesday the 13th at 8 p.m., we're going to be having our special 500th anniversary show. We'll probably have some visits from former guests uh, who were on the program stop by. We'll definitely be playing some clips of some memorable moments, but also opening uh, phone lines and, and talking to people then. So should be an interesting program. Maybe it's a week from tonight. I'll have to check on it. The 13th, whatever that is. Yeah, it is a week from tonight, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, folks. I'm I am so burnt out and so <laughs> confused lately. But I think it's a week from tonight. Now on to today's big program. Natalie uh, Plamondon Thomas is the expert with a proven system to get you transformational results. She works with people who want to find confidence so they can unlock their full potential. She also works with entrepreneurs who want to find the clarity they need to make money uh, living from their passion me she is the eight-time number one international best-selling author with 15 books on success communication wellness and empowerment she's the founder and ceo of think yourself academy offering a leading edge online courses one-on-one coaching and business mentorship ladies and gentlemen please open your ears open your minds and help me welcome in natalie plamondon thomas natalie welcome thank you so much matt for having me on your show i'm very excited to be here I, it's very. I'm excited to have you here, and it's very good to have you here. And uh, can I just call you Natalie because I don't want to have to uh, pronounce your name again. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Now I have to tell you, last night I had a guest on, and he told me my problem was I think too much. I have to get out of my head and just start being, and not thinking myself for myself, and thinking 
thinking is not the answer to where I want to be and, and the solution to my problems. Today, I think, uh, based on think yourself, uh, we're going in the opposite direction. Tell me a little bit about what, what think yourself means. I think that maybe, uh, and I did not uh, listen to the show last night, so not knowing what the other guests mentioned, um, I'm suspecting that he might have been talking about the logical mind, that little voice inside our head that's talking to us all the time and that's like we trash talk ourselves all the time. We don't talk to other people like that. You don't walk around saying, oh, you look fat in these jeans. Oh, you're <laughs> starting your own business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't do that. But we talk to ourselves like that. Like 70% of our thoughts are negative. This is huge. And I believe that if your previous guest said you have to get out of your head and stop thinking, it's maybe to shut down that negative self-talk in, in your head. And that might be, we might be actually on the same page. Uh, I, I have, a, I have a, an intuition that it might be what, what he may have been referring to. I think you're. I think you're all along the right track there. But even though, even when he said uh, some things, and I said, "Well, that was food for thought." I have to think about it. He kept coming back to no thinking is the absolute wrong thing for you because uh, you think too much. And uh, to be honest, that is my biggest problem in life is I overthink things. And, uh, you know, we were talking about health and wellness from a holistic. Uh, perspective and uh not so much from you know just your physical health your mental health it's all all of it and big part of it for me is uh i can never turn the voices off in my head never have a quiet moment because yeah, i can't sleep because i'm always thinking always thinking about tomorrow always thinking about yesterday never in the moment so that's really where he's coming from with that but that becomes uh it's part of your meta programs and not everybody is the same we all have 66 different uh internal drivers that make us be a certain way why people like black white people like red or blue um we all have different ways of operating in these internal driver one of them being the towards or away from and 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 some some of them are some people are more um inward directed so they like to be in their head and think and some people are more into action into doing stuff and it's there's no right or wrong we just have different personality styles and right. that's fine and the and you're more likely a thinker and thinkers are 10 percent of the population and they they must um they must belong to the overall population because they're the one giving all the details and people with big picture that would be the doers and they don't think they just go, they would be needed because otherwise if there was just the thinker, there would be no action. And without the, without the people, the leaders who would actually just move into action, they would do it all wrong if the thinkers were not there to tell them, here's how we're going to do it. Here's the system, step one, step two, step three, the process. So everybody has their own role in, in the overall society and we're all needed and it's all good. There's no right or wrong. So well, I, that's, I, that's, I appreciate that. That's, that. <laughs> that's, that's what I like to yeah point out. that Everybody's different and it's okay. <laughs> right. Well, um, where do we begin here? Now, you talked about the negative voice inside your head. And a lot of creative people, people who are in the arts especially, um, are, are very uh, self-destructive in, think in negative thinking. And I am one of those. So basically what I mean by that is I can hear a million compliments, one million compliments, one negative criticism or slightly constructive criticism that I hear as negative will destroy me for weeks uh, <laughs> among a million compliments. And so uh, it's hard for me to have to shut off that negative uh, I, uh, thought process when it's generally uh, being perpetuated by myself, number one. And the other other one is the that what you teach about is about confidence. And Although people think, and I, I must project an image of being confident, uh, confidence is my my greatest need. I need to uh, manifest that and adapt that, and it's been 62 years working on it, and still just none. <laughs> so what, 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 can you, what can you say for, for a guy like me? Okay, so you mentioned many things, um, and I will address them both separately because there's a difference between... Um, the first part you mentioned, somebody give me a constructive 
suggestion and I take it negatively, um, the first thing is we will address these powerful emotions. So there's no positive and negative emotion in the prefrontal cortex. All emotions are created e equally. So it's just that it generates an emotion, but the decision that you make about this demo this emotion will trigger a different response. So as a neuro from a neuroscience perspective, when you are receiving an event, so you're, there's an experience that's happening, your brain uh, it, it enters your prefrontal cortex and it generates an emotion. If you decide that it's a negative thing, your brain will pollute you. It will send 1,400 chemical cortisol, for example, that you, may be one of them that you know it will slow you down so you don't panic. And um, that will not be a, a good feeling. If you decide that it's excitement, because again, the brain doesn't know the difference between anxiety or excitement. If you decide that it's excitement, then your brain may send you um feel good chemicals dopamine endorphin oxytocin serotonin you might have heard of this they all have a different use depending if you're surrounded with people if there's witnesses if you're by yourself if you're moving and exercising there's there's different ways that these feel good chemicals come into our bloodstream but what uh the point is is that we need to understand how does the unconscious mind, the other part of the brain that I love, because we talk a bit about the logical mind, that little voice, the unconscious mind comes to the rescue and says, hey, Matt, don't worry about this. I'm going to take it and put it over here. And it moves it somewhere else so you're no longer in prefrontal cortex overload. So what's yes. happening is you've seen that in children, right? Infants or, 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 or small kids, they are super happy. And then they go into a loop of that emotion. An emotion lasts between 30 and 90 seconds. That's it. And after we exit the loop, and then you'll see that the kids will be temper tantrum 90 seconds later, super happy, everything is good. So they exit the loop. How did they exit the loop? Because the brain came to the rescue, take the emotion, put it somewhere else. How did it do that? Is by creating a thread of emotion. And every single time you'll experience anger, fear, hurt, sadness, and guilt, any of these emotions, it will add on a pearl into that necklace that becomes longer and longer. So what happens is that if your necklace is 62 years long, then every time you experience the emotion, instead of going through one loop, you go through the whole loop. And then you can be upset a full week, a full month, a full wow. year. Some wow. of my clients have been stuck for years. So how do we remove that thread and get rid of this whole necklace? That's what I teach. That's what I do. I'm like a a brain dentist who will um, t teach you how to um, get rid of those cavities. I have special tools and then I fill the cavities. It's not by saying, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to brush my teeth really, really well with the best toothpaste, the best tool. I'll floss. I'll do the mouthwash. You don't get rid of a cavity this way. So the bad, the, 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 the old stuff, we need, to, we need to get rid of that. But I have lots of tools that I can help um, your audience with that may help if they have these negative self-thoughts. So before I give you the tool, I want to address the second part of your, of your thing is when you said that you are, um, you are receiving this emotion and then you don't know what to do with it. See it as if it was a delivery truck. So every single time that there's an experience that makes you uncomfortable, it is like you have a delivery truck that just entered your driveway, giving, bringing you a package. Okay. The problem is most people, when the package, when the truck comes in, they don't have time for this. So they don't open the door and the delivery truck stays there and they're like, I don't have time for this. I'm in front of my colleagues at work and oh no, everything is good. I'm fine. And then you come home and your daughter is like, how are you doing, daddy? Oh, daddy's fine. Everything's good. Oh, no. And then we don't open the door because we don't have time. So then another truck comes in. And another truck comes in and another truck and eventually you're stuck. You can't go around anymore because there's all these packages waiting to be delivered. All you need to do is to open the door, receive the package. That means receive the positive learning. What are you learning? And as soon as you've received the package and you say, okay, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. What am I learning? So ask yourself. Am I, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this better or everybody's moved their business to on Zoom and vi virtual in the past year. It was uncomfortable. So ask yourself, I'm feeling fear. I don't like this. I have anxiety about this. What will I learn a year from now? What will I have learned? As soon as you figure that out, the truck goes. 
the, the, the only purpose of these powerful emotions is to deliver the package. So find out what it is that you're learning and then the truck will go away. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, there's a couple of things in there that, um, first of all, uh, I not. it sounds to me like you're saying that uh, we should in some way control or manipulate our unconscious. And I always thought that, that basically that was not doable. Basically, the unconscious is unconscious because uh, because we don't control it. It's not something we control. So it sounds like that. And uh, But uh, be, beyond that, uh, we talk about uh, understanding, you know, Understanding that uh, you're you're experiencing fear, I think that that creates a uh, uh, or requires a certain amount of personal honesty with yourself that a lot of people don't have. And I know myself, uh, I'm a lot of times when I'm feeling fear, I don't know that until three days later until I sit back and analyze what, what what happened in that emotional reaction to what I was feeling. It didn't feel like fear in the moment. It felt like anger. It felt like anxiety or something. And, yeah. and uh, that uh, emotional honesty with ourselves is, is a difficult thing for a lot of people. So there's two parts to that. The number one, is it, um, learning to control our unconscious which i didn't think was a thing and then the other part of that is, is uh simply um you know being uh, learning to be honest with yourself in the moment is a is a real challenge for a lot of people i know it is with myself what's really going on with me right now what am i really feeling right now so i will uh, address the two parts um so in the, the last part about how do you do it? How are you? Uh, it's, I, I, will, I will give you a very good tool in order to do that. It's a two-step technique. It works really well. Uh, the first part, um, let's talk about the unconscious and being able to program it. Or um, maybe I'll take you back a little bit. Um, about 12, 13 years ago, I was becoming a professional speaker. And um, I needed a video done. <laughs> So we had three cameras. So um, we had a, a camera for the wide angle, uh, the, a camera for the close up, and one from the back to see the large audience. But the problem was there was only like, was only twenty people in the room, so there was no <laughs> wide audience. So we kept asking them to move from one section to another, so that when we would put the, the segments together, it would look like there was a large audience. <laughs> so I remember my first paid speaking engagement. I got a call from an organization wanted me to train their sales force, and they asked for my rate. Matt, I didn't have a corporate rate, so I said. Um, 250. So they go, okay. So for four hours, there would be a thousand. I meant 250 for the whole thing. Right? <laughs> so I go, uh, yes, that's correct. So we booked a date and I got the contract. And then I hung up the phone and I'm like, oh, I got the contract. The truth is, when I hung up the phone, I felt like a fraud. I huh. remember sitting in my office, hearing this nasty voice in my head saying, you're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a thousand dollar paycheck for an afternoon. See the video I had done making the audience look bigger than it was and the made up corporate with none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because just me was not enough. So I had this voice and that's when I realized I need to figure out how to shut down this negative self-talk because it's my unconscious mind pushing thoughts on me and I don't want that. Why can't anybody explain to me how to do that? So that's when I started to study neuroscience and I spent the last decade trying to figure out a system to reprogram which I've learned now have six layers in my brain that I need to reprogram in order to change that, that uh, dialogue that this unconscious mind is pushing on me all the time. So that's the system I showed in my international number one best-selling books at the base of all my online courses. So what I can tell you about this quickly is that our unconscious mind is like our personal assistant that constantly listens to everything that you say or think. Okay. So your personal assistant is in your head writing down all your thoughts and everything and placing orders. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I think I'm gaining weight. So then your personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, getting weight, got this. Okay, tired, what can I do? I know I'm gonna keep her awake all night. She's gonna be able to sleep. She's gonna be really tired in the morning. Check. 
stressed out, stressed out. Oh, I know. I'm going to make her delete a very important appointment in her calendar. That's going to be very stressful. Check. Gaining weight. That's an easy one. I can certainly find a chocolate bar, something deep fried for her to eat today. And if it all fails, more wine tonight. Check. So your personal assistant is constantly listening to everything that you say or think and makes it happen. So it's very important to tell your personal assistant what you want, not what you don't want. And most people come to me and they say, Natalie, I don't want to be stressed anymore. I don't want to be impatient with my kids and I don't want to be broke. Personal assistant, here's stress, rush, impatient, and broke. So that means we need to be really careful when we think and when we, what we tell our personal assistant. Even if, even if my clients say don't, don't want to be stressed, don't want to rush, don't want to be impatient. If you ask your contractor that is painting your kitchen, I would like you to paint my kitchen not blue. Your contractor is not going to know what you want. So you have right. to really say what you want because let's do a test. If you're listening to this in your car, do not close your eyes because if you're driving, you want to look in front of you. Everybody else, close your eyes for a second and do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. You can reopen your eyes now. Did you see it, Matt? Of course. Even if I said, do not visualize, because your brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. And by this time, it's on the clipboard and the personal assistant got this. So first things first is to capture your thoughts and realize what you're telling your personal assistant you want to do. I was teaching Think Yourself Wealthy um, last year at the Shangri-La and after the workshop, somebody came to me and said, I'm going to fire my personal assistant. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I need a new one. I said, how come? She said, well, you know, like I'm a shopaholic. I live paycheck to paycheck. And whenever I make more money, I spend more. So I'm like, okay, let's look at what you just said. Your personal assistant just heard that you wanted to be a shopaholic, you want to live paycheck to paycheck, and every time you make more money, you want to spend more. And you're still telling me that your personal assistant is not bang on and is not delivering what you're asking? You said, oh, it's me. I need to give better orders to my personal assistant. I said, yes, that's it. So let's understand that, that everything that we say or think gets written down on that clipboard. So we need to be very, very careful because you know what happens if your personal, like let's take a, when I work with the Think Yourself Send program, clients highly overweight. And I, let's say that they, they have a belief that when they lose weight, they will always gain it back. You know, a lot of people, they believe that or they, oh, I'll, I'll certainly gain weight at Christmas. Or I hate exercising and exercise is hard and it sucks, right? So their personal assistant believes all that's got that on the clipboard. They start going to the gym. And they start eating well and they start getting stronger and they actually like it. So the personal assistant is like, oh, I'm not doing my job. She said she wanted to be overweight and she wanted to hate it. And now she's liking it. She's losing all the, like, what can I do? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her fall in her living room. She's going to hurt herself. She's not going to be able to train anymore. She's going to gain the weight back. Check. Phew, I've done my job. So you have to be very careful. If you've been conditioning your personal assistant to something, we need to start with that two-step technique that I was telling you about. So are you ready for the technique? Yeah, please. Tell me. Okay. So the first step, when you hear yourself say something, okay, you have to rephrase it in the past. So you're going to say, wait, I used to think that I would be affected for weeks when somebody would give me a, cr a criticism. I used to. So somebody, you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, wait, personal assistant, don't write it down. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I used to think that I was always stressed out because it's, you, you're familiar with affirmations. A lot of people do affirmations, right? I, I was going to ask you about affirmations yeah. next, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So affirmations uh, don't work if you don't believe them. So what happens is if I work with the Think Yourself uh, a Business Pro, think yourself, let, let's take the Think Yourself Thin program. Somebody highly overweight that's got 200 pounds to lose. It's not going to work to say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am thin. Or my clients that are in deep financial struggles, I'm not going to say, okay, put your hands on your hips. Say, I am rich. Because their personal assistant is like, uh, no, we're not. You're, we're dreaming here. She must be just watching a, a movie with vampires and there's no vampire. That doesn't exist. She's not talking to me. I'm not writing it down. 
this is this is nonsense so you need to attract the attention of your personal assistant so if you hear yourself say I'm so stressed out you say wait a minute I used to be stressed out so then your personal assistant is like oh yeah stressed out I got that on my list now why are we talking about this in the past are we done with this that's exactly what we need we need to grab the attention and say yes yes I'm talking to you I used to be stressed out and then your personal assistant is going to be like are we done with this what's going on immediately you follow with step two a progressive statement the progressive statement starts with I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of okay so I'm so stressed out oh wait wait I used to be stressed out now I'm willing to learn how to create a balanced life for myself I'm in the process of becoming more calm so it makes a big difference into how you tell your affirmations by doing it with these two steps so I used to not accept criticism very well I'm in the process of finding out what is my positive learning out of this I'm willing to learn how to embrace these suggestions does that make sense? It makes sense. Uh, it, it's um, it's one of those things. I think it's an easy concept to uh, to understand, not so easy to implement. And you you hit on it right at, at the start. Like it, and uh, this is why I was leading to affirmations because it sounded like you were talking about affirmations. But in the morning, I know I wake up with what you said, basically that negative approach right the first thing in the morning and then i start to try to tell myself uh affirmation that i'm not that way and of course i'm lying to myself and i know i'm lying to myself yeah if you roll your eyes when you say it it's not gonna work you know right. like there's there's a there's a conviction a conviction in our gut you know we have um seven thousand billions neural pathway different connection neural connections in our brain right and a hundred thousand of them are in our gut so we need to feel the statement we need to feel the information and so that's why a lot of people say what is your gut saying is because there are actually neural connections in our gut we we do think with our belly <laughs> let's say okay okay so i i I have a, a habit, and it's, and I don't apologize for this habit. It's, it's my show. I do what I want with it. You do my what habit, you want. My, my habit with the show is to use the show for my own personal uh, betterment. And if if people hearing it can apply it to their lives, all the better. But I'm I'm here trying to fix me. So <laughs> one of, one of the things that I uh, need to address with that two step technique is how do I put this? Uh, my I used to be. Could you leave that up there? Because I need that. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yes, like I'm putting note. it back. I'm I, putting I, it right back. I used to be apprehensive and nervous about uh, making calls. I need to need to make to um, collect money from people that owe me money for the business stuff. So I used I used to be apprehensive and nervous and full of tension and anxiety about that. I'm willing to learn to be more calm and deal that deal with that more more confidence am i on the right track absolutely a hundred percent i need to say i need to say that out loud to myself in, in the morning because that's the first the first thing i have a uh, thought i have in the morning is oh god i gotta call, get up and call and to your point i will my personal assistant will say oh matt's stressing out about that let's take that off his list but that doesn't make the stress go away that just compounds it tomorrow morning when i wake up it's twice as 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 uh the mountain is twice as high and i'm more twice as stressed out by it the next day so i can't keep uh putting it off adding on exactly now there's something else that you you mentioned here this tool that i'm giving you is a two-step technique that will help definitely. Um, I'm going to give you another quick tool for this specific item because you mentioned um, you mentioned a behavior that you do not like to do. So my my job and part of what I do is to look back and see what is the cause of this. What what's the intention behind this behavior of procrastinating? What does that do for you? So when you find out what it is that that makes you want to do this bad habit of procrastinating, you can find another way to fulfill it. So sometimes 
let's take a smoker, for example. So um, this client was a smoker, quit smoking from two packs a day to one cigarette a day. So um, good job. And then did that on their own. And then uh, after a few sessions together, could not get rid of this one cigarette every night. And every night there was this super strong craving, could not get rid of that one cigarette a night. So after a few sessions, figured out that his father had passed away. His father was a smoker. So that cigarette was the connection with his father. So there was there was a, an intention behind the behavior. So knowing that intention behind the behavior, he figured out that, okay, when I'm craving the cigarette is because I want a connection with my dad. So now opens a photo album and look at pictures of his dad and memories and whatever. And the cigarette craving goes away because all he wanted was a connection with his dad. Same with a client that was eating chocolate in San Diego, called me up and said, I've heard that you can help me with this. I used to work for a chocolate, chocolate company back in Canada and then moved to San Diego. I'm doing something completely different. So you've, you, you already have guessed whenever she had the chocolate craving, it was because she was craving her time when she lived in Canada with her friends. So all she has to do is to go on Facebook and look at pictures of, of her friends, call her friends up. She's missing her friends from Canada from when she was working at a chocolate company. So it's pretty obvious in this case. So let's look at your case. So I, I feel that there's a limiting belief behind the asking for money. Maybe it's a financial, um, a, a financial, at the identity level, remember I mentioned there were six different layers of the brain. So at the identity level, there's right. the there's the um, the I'm not worthy to get paid kind of thing, right. you know. So I don't deserve this money. Right. And I had a huge limiting belief myself about money when right. you live when you live paycheck to paycheck because if you make more money, you spend more, right? right, right. So I was really good at, at making money and I actually sold a business in my 20s and I made the kind of money, you know, that I would not have had to work very hard for the rest of my life. Two years later, where was this money? Gone. Oh, right. Yep. Because I had this limiting belief that I was really good at spending money. So I had to change my limiting belief about money. So maybe there's a, some work that needs to be worked first into do you deserve this money well hell yes because look at what you're doing like that this show is allowing how many audience members to to see their message or see so if you have to collect the money you're doing them a favor so it's to change and reframe this limiting belief that's going to be work working hand in hand with the two-step technique because there's very often a limiting belief like my husband uh, wanted to lose some weight and we eat oatmeal in the morning and he would eat toast with it. So he said, cause my background is also, uh, in, in nutrition and he, my first book was on nutrition. He said, find me a bread that is healthier for me. What kind of bread can I eat? I said, why do you need the bread? He said, well, the bowl of oatmeal is, I don't feel full after a bowl of oatmeal. So find me another bread. So instead of finding him another kind of bread, I said, why don't we change the limiting belief instead that you need to feel full? You don't need to feel full. Our ancestors did because they had to hunt for three days until they will kill their next prey to eat again. That's why we have a big stomach. Right. We don't need to fill it. Not in our society in 2021. So by changing the limiting belief combined with that two-step technique, I think you might be. Um, and how do you change the limiting belief? With the two-step technique. So you would say, I used to believe that I was charging too much for my show, which you're probably not. Or I used to believe that I did not like to collect money. I then, then you say I'm in the process of understanding that it's my duty to be stinking rich because I do good with my money. I, I help people and I, I'm, I have this amazing platform for people to share their message and for people to watch and to get better. And oh my gosh, like I, it's a sell, like it's an, an emergency because all your audience members, they, they need your show. Who are you to keep that from them? Just because you're afraid of asking this guy for money. Right. Like what do, who do you think you are? You mean like you're depriving all these people from your amazing show. So you have to see it this way. If it well, makes sense. Oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, uh, 
you're very good. I'm extremely impressed, and I don't say that to a lot of uh, guests here. Now, uh, you're absolutely right on the uh, limiting belief about money, and kind of hit on it before when you're talking about the thousand dollars for when you really meant two fifty for the entire show. And it, <laughs> uh, a lot of people in the arts um, have what I call impo- imposter syndrome, and I didn't, I didn't co- uh, coin that term; it's been used before. But it's this idea that uh, we're faking it. And 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 so behind that limiting belief is always uh, I don't deserve uh, the money because I'm 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 an imposter and that 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 is definitely part of the limiting belief system uh, and the other part that that strikes me here is that understanding that this two step technique if I start it tomorrow I'm not going to see that change tomorrow it takes it requires patience and uh and so and and continuing follow up and don't expect it to to change who I am overnight it, 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 am I correct in that because I think the the initial uh, initial uh response to that is I'll try that tomorrow morning if it's not better by tomorrow night well then you know it doesn't work I'm giving up <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me walk you through um, the DNA system. So um, let's say you're doing a kitchen renovation and you want to change your kitchen. So first you're going to make a folder and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to have these cupboards, this island, this countertop, this hardwood floor, the sample for the paint that you want on your wall, you'll put all that in a folder, right? So you'll, you'll create the, 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 the kitchen of your dream on paper. So you'll write down your goals. So the first step um, is understanding how you need to start with knowing what you want and not what you don't want. So, so make the list of what you want. And you've heard the smart goals that we do. Uh, the vision boards, a lot of people do vision boards. Well, that's the first step. It's it's important to know what you want. And it's the first step of my DNA system. So I do agree, but it's not the end of it all. Like you can't stop there. So if you start repeating your two-step technique, that's that's a thing. That's great. You need the first step, but it's just the first step. And what a lot of people do is... Um, and by the way, if vision boards work, we would all live on a desert, uh, deserted island, sipping martinis and driving Mercedes Benz, right? <laughs> like, every, you know, like vision boards don't really work if, if, if that's all you got, uh, you need, you need to implement it. So that's what people do. And that's what a lot of self-help books and, and people teach is how to implement these new habits into your life. Right. But what people teach is how do you take the new cupboards and put them over top of the existing cupboards and how do you take you know the the island and put it over top of the existing island so that that's not going to work either like you you can't you can't do it this way you have to to gut out the old kitchen if if you want to you know like like people are trying to get all the all the the samples that they have in their kitchen and they try to you can't you can't cook inside a folder you can't invite people in your folder so you need to gut out this old kitchen in yeah. order to in order to install the new cupboards and install the new things that's what i do that's what i specialize in the second step the new you the end part of my dna system remove the anger fear hurt sadness guilt negative emotion bad habits and all this stuff so i work at an unconscious level so let me talk a little bit about that about how that works with the logical mind and the unconscious mind so uh, remember we talked about the logical mind so the logical mind can handle five to nine things at a time. And when you do your two-step technique, you're gonna do this at a logical level, right? So um, you're, the, the, that, that might help explain to you. So you can do five to nine things at once. So that's why you're able to uh, do your grocery shopping at the same time then uh, you have your kids in the buggy and you keep them from falling off and you're in a meeting on your phone and you still notice the dude at the back winking at the girl in blue in the seafood department. Like you can do like five to nine things at a time. But have you ever noticed, let's say you're driving to a new address, okay? Looks like so, me. 
So <laughs> the music is on, windows are down, it's a beautiful day, and it's a new address. So you start slowing down and look at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever noticed, man, that you have to slower the music on the radio as you yeah. start looking at the numbers? It's yeah. weird, right? Yeah. So because you have the foot on the brake and the accelerator, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that will cut you off, the dude in the car next to you winking at you, gross. So when you add looking at the numbers in the houses, the music becomes the one too many. So somehow five to nine pieces of information is not that great after all. Living at a logical level, listening to that voice, makes you feel like you're always just trying to catch up. You're always just behind. So you have your goal, right? So you're building a business and then you're like, yes, I'm going to get up super early and wake up at 5 a.m., work until 10 p.m. And then you still have to take your kids to school and sport in between your appointments. And then, oh, you have to start your podcast and you have to post on social media. And, oh, now you need a, a, a clubhouse handle. And then you need, like, there's so many things. So you're working super hard, but you have zero life balance. You live paycheck to paycheck and you feel like you're getting further and further away from your goal. So it is like you want to go to um, New York City, but you are in an aircraft that's flying to Los Angeles. So it's never going to work. You can work as hard as you possibly can, but you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft. So I ask people, do you want to get off the aircraft? And the answer is no. You right. should stay on the aircraft and talk to the pilot and say, hey, bud, do you mind turning around? That's where <laughs> I'm going. Like, imagine how much faster you're going to get there if you talk to the pilot, right? So that two-step technique is a way to talk to that, that, that pilot. And that pilot, I call it your personal assistant. So okay. that's your pilot that's doing everything. So the, the two-step technique is one thing, but the, the big gut out the old kitchen is going to have to happen. Um, and, and the way that, that we work, I, I, I have to say, your unconscious mind um, has been building these pearl on top of this thread all your life remember that and then right. some necklaces are so long that it struggles you and it starts showing up everywhere right like every in everything you do you're constantly having these negative talk because all of a sudden you're going through your loop and a second loop and a third and a fourth and then you're just stuck into your loop right so what happens is that some techniques um and 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 i'm happy with everybody else whatever they're doing a lot of things work Okay. Um, some people will choose to discuss a certain pearl on the necklace and say, I'm going to chat about it with one of my friends and we'll discuss this pearl, right? Or I'm going to have a counselor or a therapist and we're going to, I'm going to lay down on a couch and cry and we're going to do this, you know, let's face the, okay. So some people do that. The pearl gets removed from the necklace. So the necklace gets shorter. So you start feeling a little bit better temporarily because your brain as you tell the story the brain doesn't know it's not happening again so it puts another pearl on top so so your necklace is still not going to be shorter it's going to be shorter for a second but as you retell the story the brain think it's happening again so it's adding on another pearl and also the person to whom you're telling the story their brain doesn't know it's not happening to them. So their personal assistant is going to add on a pearl onto their necklace. That's why we cry when we watch This Is Us. And that's why you watch a vampire movie and you're afraid. You're, you know there's no vampire in your living room. But, but you, are, you are afraid. And, you're, and then you're, you're in the suspense because the emotion, you can feel it just as if it was to you. So I make a living. Of, of working with clients, I do not want them to tell me anything because I don't need their crap. I don't want them to add on to my necklace, right? So we're not talking about stuff. So the, when I say we need to face it, it's not a process of, of crying and reliving the past. I believe in looking forward and taking the positive learning. So I have specific different technique and protocols and processes that I use, and that needs to happen. We need to get rid of just like the dentist has has very good tools to do the fillings. We all eat food. It gets stuck. It's normal. It's okay. You've never tell one of your friends, what? You go to the dentist? Gross. No. Like every like it, like there's never anybody that that told my clients, what? You don't have confidence? You need to work on your anger? 
oh, well, no, it's normal. Everybody does. A hundred percent of people have these powerful emotion because without them, we wouldn't grow. Like right. we wouldn't grow. We, like the more you have, the longer the necklace, the more you've lived, the more positive learning you have, the more gift you've received, the, the higher you are in your journey. So these are awesome. So we need to be okay by saying, hey, I need to learn what it is that I had to learn. What did I learn from this so that I stop thinking about this over and over and we, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. We should have all over ourselves. We don't need to do that anymore. Right. Well, I, wow, a lot, lots to think about here. And if I would have said that last night, I would be getting chewed out by, oh, well, no, you got to not think. But lots to think about when you just said. Um, first of all, uh, I agree with everything you said, but in some sense, I have to admit that I'm a little bit um, intimidated, scared by it, frightened by it, because when we talk about and I'm still focusing because you brought up so many things like you, you, you're in my head with the, all the phobias and all the uh, all the problems that are in my head, like the chocolate addiction. And <laughs> um, but I'm still on the, the money thing because I know I have limiting beliefs about money, uh, but it's it's a it's a a multi leveled limiting belief. So uh, I think that the tendency is we try to fix everything at once. And if we try to fix everything at once, we don't fix anything at all. So it, it, with the deal of um, limiting beliefs about money, there are several on top of each other and they're kind of intertwined. It's uh, the, I'm not worthy, worthy of it. The uh, kind of belief that, uh, People who are very rich are somehow um, not the best people, not always happy. And so, you know, if you if you were to money is not important, and, right? Yeah, and, and it can lead to and it could lead to misery. There's a whole bunch of compound. So, how do you prioritize your limiting beliefs and work on them one at a time? Is I guess is the question. So it's like you have a drawer with all the answers that you need everything to be your best you are awesome you have everything you need and on on top of these answers in your drawer there's a whole bunch of crap that's accumulated so what do you start with the one that's on top right that's 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 the main thing so if you find yourself because when you said the limiting belief about money i'm this is just my guess you might want to look at your limiting belief about selling as well because that's different oh absolutely yeah. but selling is another thing right because there's there's this limiting belief also about sales right like when you um ask yourself when you enter a store when we used to go shopping pre-pandemic right you enter a store and somebody comes and asks can i help you are you oh leave me alone no uh, uh, i'm gonna look by myself leave me alone you trying to push me you know like or do you react Yes, please. I'm looking for a pair of black pants. Can you point them out to me? How right. do you react when somebody is selling you? These people are there to help you. Do you see them as help or do you see them as, oh, they're trying to, and no, leave me alone. A lot of people react like this. That means you personally may have a limiting belief about sales. So. Well, uh, if, I, if I didn't interrupt oh. one second, because I thought you were yeah. you were going, you were taking it from the other direction as me being the salesperson, because my uh, my limiting a belief about collection is definitely very much tied to my limiting beliefs about my own sales ability, and so yeah. the two are uh, making a collection call is very much like making a sales call to me, and I think. Part of it is the rejection, not wanting to hear the excuses. Uh, there's so much that goes into what, what I build up. A, I pre-think this scenario too much about what, how the call is going to go, and it always goes negative a, a, be, uh, in my mind before the call, and I pre-think it and assume it's going to come out negative and think of everything that could bad can go, just as I would if I were going to approach a cold call in sales and try to sell somebody thing. I think start with the start with the premise that I'm not going to make this sale because uh, I just I'm not good at. Uh, of uh, contacting people, making that first connection with people, whatever it is that pops into my mind, that negative thought. But those two are very much related to the idea of collecting and selling. Uh, I wasn't thinking about the idea of somebody selling to me. I That depends. That's situational. If I'm going in and I'm definitely looking to buy something that I need help with, I welcome that salesperson. If I'm I just see. going into browse, uh, that feels like an intrusion. No, I just need to browse. <laughs> 
I understand. Okay, so that's different. That's different. So let me tell you about um, about the the actual DNA system. Um, so if I go into, I'm going to show you quickly. I had not thought about. There you go. Can we see it now? Oh, we can't see it. Okay, that's fine. So the 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 DNA system is built onto the six layers of the brain because you mentioned something about it's your own limiting belief, right? right? Of about sales, about so you just mentioned that when you go buy something and you're just wanting to browse, you don't want anybody. But if you if you're going there to buy something, you're okay with that. So your limiting belief around you don't have the limiting belief about sales is bad, you know? So, so a lot of, a lot of people have this limiting belief. It seems that it's not your case because you welcome the salesperson. So that, that already helps, um, in your sales ability. Okay. So your limiting belief you mentioned before that was, I am not good enough. So let's understand about the, the layers, which I wish that I had to show you. Uh, the first layer is the environment. So the environment is the first, level of a person's self okay so we have the things that are around us and we have our um our people around us as well so that's the first the first part of a person's self the second part is our behaviors the thing that we do so we brush our teeth we get up we go to work um the, the actions that we're doing the third one is the skills so we have some skills where we are good at something so in your case speaking is not just a behavior you are really good you have you have an amazing eloquent voice you use your voice to work you are a professional speaker because you have this tv show and people love that so you took the behavior and you brought it to the next level and you're very um witty you're eloquent you're fun uh, all of that so you're a great show host so that's a skill for you those first three layers are where most people try to solve their problem they take a course to get a better skill or they buy an expensive car environment you know or designer shoes or whatever it is or they exercise and eat well which are behaviors because they want to be healthier right so these are behaviors so people are usually using these three first level to fix their problem the problem is the problems are not in the first three layers they are in the next three the next one is beliefs and value the limiting beliefs are there the belief that i'm not uh, the uh, exercise is hard. I will always gain weight at Christmas and all these things. And the next level is identity. Level five is the I am. All the I am. I'm not good with name. I am not good enough. I am lazy. I am whatever is following the I am is an identity. So there's a problem there. I'm not good enough. So people will buy an exp expensive house environment to show that to try to fix the problem that's an environment or they have the limiting belief that they will always gain weight at Christmas and they try to fix it by a behavior of exercising and eating well. It's not going to work. You need to fix the problem where it belongs. If you have a limiting belief problem, you need to fix the limiting belief. If you need the identity problem, you need to fix the identity problem. And then the last level is purpose beyond yourself who else are you serving and when you work from purpose because your behaviors are in an environment that supports you you're doing what you're good at your skills your your beliefs are serving you and you love who you are the i am then you can reach your purpose and you can live from your why and your why is normally who else am i serving and and if you are approaching once you've done the cleanup and, and aligning all the other levels, once you decide what is your purpose, and then you look at all the audience members that need you, you're no longer going to collect your money from, from people who took some ads on your show because you need money. You're doing it because your purpose is who else am I serving with this show? All the people that have watched your show that you changed their life. All these emails that you have received of people saying, Matt, you have changed my life. Thank you so much. 
I can't thank you enough. Like if you close your eyes for a second and then you think of a person that you've helped, you think of one person that you made a difference in their life, okay? And I'm gonna help you right now here live to change this limiting belief. I'm gonna put $5 million in your account right now. Think of all the people that you can help now that you have this $5 million in your bank account. You've been already able to help so many people. Think about how many more people you can help. Think about them. It is your duty. Because my promise statement, and I've been criticized for it, is to teach entrepreneurs to find confidence so they can make money living from their passion. Because I'm French Canadian, and my passion was to become a professional speaker. And my voice was telling me, you don't even speak English. What? You want to write books in English? Your English is so bad. You're never going to do it. And I pulled through, small town girl, I've written 16 books in English, and I'm a motivational speaker, and I do live from my passion, but mostly money can do good things. And my purpose, my why, is so much deeper than that. I do work with children in Haiti, and a sponsored child is $30. So I calculate everything in $30 increments. So Yuri, one of my, uh, one of my child, is um, getting a uniform. He goes to school. He's got a meal every day and a toothbrush and sometimes protein if they're lucky. Like once a week, they get chicken or hard-boiled egg on top of that bowl of rice that they get for lunch. That's $30. So if I want a pair of boots, that's 90 bucks. It's three children. So since I've been for my first trip in Haiti for five years ago, I've been calculating everything very differently. And money is very important for the right reason because money can do great things. And with money, I can expand my platform also, talk to more people about their own potential, about their own mindset. And the, the more I can share this message with people, the more I can help. And when you live from purpose, then, then there is no fear of going to collect the money. I make $300 an hour one-on-one -on -one when I work with people. And when I charge for my keynote to, to organizations and associations, it's $7,000 that they pay me for my one-hour keynote. And I do great things with my money. And I, it's my duty to be stinky rich. So I, I challenge everyone that wants to criticize my mission statement that i teach people how to make money i really believe that when you give money to good people they do great things so wow. hopefully this helped change your limiting belief um, about money extremely powerful stuff there and i i have to I, I said it earlier i'm going to say it again i'm extremely impressed uh this doesn't i mean we've had a lot of self-help people we've had a lot of business people on um You've, you've made a very uh, strong impact on me. Now, I have to say we talk about, first of all, you talked about the six levels. I think I've figured out, uh, and of course, I'm going to do some more introspection on this after the program, but I've figured out that my what I need to work on most is the identity level. But we talk about purpose all the time on this program and almost always from the perspective of me what is my purpose and how does it benefit me never have we uh and i think it's so important to look outside and say how is my what is my purpose in serving others and be, oh, i always talk about values and 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 uh you know what you get from this life is about how much value you add to the world but we never we never equate that to purpose so um People will say, oh, well, my purpose is um, performing or whatever it is, you know, uh, somebody, a stand-up comedian or a filmmaker, my purpose is to make films, whatever. They attach it to that, but they don't attach it to who am I serving yeah. and how and how am I adding value to their lives, which is the first time this, that message has come across in 500 conversations now. So thank you for that. It's a really important and powerful message. I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway from today's program. Um, awesome. 
so uh, we are up on the hour. I want to uh, mention that think think yourself. I want to say think for yourself. It's thinkyourself.com. Uh, I want to show these are some of uh, many different courses and, and modules that you you can get. Think yourself positive. Think yourself healthy. Think yourself a coach. Think yourself then uh, think yourself successful. All these kinds of things. Many different programs available on the site. Uh, so. If somebody is uh, interested in getting started, what's the first step for them? Just go to the website. Is there a consultation they have to go through? Any kind of like uh, intake um, kind of analysis or any of that stuff? The best way is just to do a virtual coffee with me. So you go to thinkyourself.com slash schedule and then book a free 15-minute virtual coffee with me. Uh, it's complimentary. We do a lot of stuff in, in 15 minutes, so I will help you on the spot, answer your questions right there and then, and then we can discuss if we want to go uh, further. I can show you which course uh, could be potentially good for you if you want to do the one-on-one, -on -one. but the, the virtual coffee is free. There's no string attached. Uh, there's nothing, and there's also, if you want to go to thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide, you get the 15 keys to confidence. So I shared with you one, uh, the the two-step technique. So if you go to thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide, you will get um, a free uh, 15 keys to confidence that can help you as well. Well, I completely appreciate your, your time and what you've uh, shared with me here today. A lot to, lot to process and, and kind of look at for myself. And, you know, I, again, I, I do make make things about myself but the the hope is that other people will be able to listen to it and take it and apply it to their lives as well uh powerful stuff and I'm not, i don't just say that lightly but very powerful impressive stuff i thank you for coming on i wish you great success i hope you'll come back uh, at any time you uh, you want to because uh, i feel like we just kind of scratched the surface here today and now it goes by There's very so quickly. much more absolutely yeah that'd be my pleasure to come again to your show matt thank absolutely. you ha have a great day and bye for now Thank you. Bye. Uh, Natalie Plamond and Thomas, folks, really, uh, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I mean, I did not expect that. You know, I've talked to a lot of uh, people in the business world, a lot of people in the self-help world. Uh, really powerful stuff. I felt like, um, in a way, talking to her was almost as, uh, or, or even more so, uh, feeling like she was in my head more than when I talked to the psychics and people who, who claim to be, uh, have some insight into my own mind or thinking, uh, felt like everything she was saying was applying to me, like from the getting out of bed with the negative thoughts in the morning to chocolate addiction to, you know, all those kind of chocolate cravings, whatever. Uh, everything was like, uh, hitting me very personal and a lot to think about. Uh, so I hope you have that same experience with this guy conversation today i hope you learned something i hope you got a lot to think about and, and um kind of work on for your own self so um uh, i'm interested in, in following up with, with this and i hope you will too but again the links are in the description um and i hope you'll check it out especially the confidence guide i want to check that out very quickly tonight at 8 p.m we have open open mic call in anything that's on your mind i'm just going to moderate it it's my way of uh, buying myself uh, almost a half night off and just taking it a little easy on Thursday nights, getting ready for the weekend. So that's what we're, we're starting that tonight. First time we're doing it, open mic nights. I hope you'll join me then. Until then, I'm Matt Apple for the Mind Dog TV podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great night. Bye for now.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 